At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ladies and gentlemen, we are kicking off the second and final hour of The Sweat here on DraftKings Network and VSIN. We bring you this show every weekend, Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Jules, myself, Steve Buchanan, smorgasbord of analysts here. Jules, big, big basketball guy, NBA, but also NCAA basketball. And it is time now to blow some bubbles. Hmm. You ready to rock, big man? I'll do my best. Yeah, we know you will. We know you will, all right. All right, so we're talking teams here, potentially on the NCAA tournament bubble. And there is a tab on the DK Sportsbook in which you can bet some of these teams to make the big dance and then some of these teams to not make the big dance. Now, the ones that you can bet right now in the DK Sportsbook are the ones in action today. There were a bunch yesterday Mm -hmm. there. Those have been taken off the board because those teams have played already. So, anywho, let's start with Wake Forest. And we discussed them a little bit earlier at the top of the show here. Big, big win yesterday over Duke. Yeah, so Wake is off the board right now because of the game yesterday. Yes. But they were minus 235 on the yes Ooh, when they came off the to board make yesterday. the tournament. So, in beating Duke, a top 10 win at home, you have most likely uh, secured your, your spot there. You see they've got a big win over Florida early in the year. Um, they don't have a terrible loss. FSU's the bad loss, but you go back earlier in the year, like, they don't have really bad losses. They've been a really solid team, and what they have working for them, they rank high in Ken Palm. They rank high in all these metrics. Uh, They have a stud in Salas that they got from Gonzaga. So, uh, you know, Wake at this point was a team that you had to really lay some juice on to get in entering yesterday, and now with that top 10 win over Duke, they're really going to have to spiral uh, if they're not going to make the tournament. What about Villanova? So Villanova is a really interesting one. They entered yesterday minus 140 on the yes, plus 110 on the no. 
and they got smoked by UConn, which is expected. That shouldn't really change the price much. Now, we had Riggs from Barstool on yesterday who really yes. knows his college hoops. He said maybe bet Villanova on the yes. I actually disagree with him there. Ooh, I think Villanova is probably a no. Um, and here's why. You saw the screen there. Villanova has some dreadful losses to begin the season. And I know it was a long time ago, and they've shown a high ceiling in some of their wins, but you got to count, you got to balance the season uh, evenly. And if we if we go back there, they, you know, you you do those all those games in Philly earlier in the year. Villanova came completely undone. They lost to Penn by four. Um, they lost to St. Joe's by double digits. They lost to Drexel. You oh, can't lose all those Drexel, games. You can't lose and, to and Drexel. So, you know, they kind of needed a massive win over a team like UConn last night if they were going to be on the right side of the bubble. Um, they've got some key games uh, coming up. They have a nice bounce-back spot against Georgetown. That's a bounce-back spot for everybody. But they play Providence and Seton Hall, two bubble teams, and then get a ranked shot at Creighton at home. If they can win out, like, you can get in. But we're kind of betting on on them not doing that by betting the no. I just think the – and I really like Villanova – as a team, talent-wise, I think if you put them in the field, they can get a big win. But those losses that they took earlier in the season have to have to weigh on them. What's the situation with Drake? You think this is going to be a team that ends up dancing? So I'm going to lump Drake and Indiana State together here okay, because they're both that. in the uh, Mountain uh, Missouri Did you Valley. Tell Bailey Conference. to do that for graphic. Purposes? Well, no, yeah, we're going to start with Drake. We'll go to Indiana okay. State next. We'll do separate graphics. All right, they're both in the Missouri <laughs> Valley Conference. Um, they both have head-to-head wins against each other. So their key win, Drake's is over Indiana State. Indiana State's is over Drake's. Indiana State has been ranked recently. So I, I looked at them. They they closed a pick, minus 115 each way on Indiana State, whereas Drake is the dog at plus 165 to make it and minus 210, no. So if these two teams are pretty even and Indiana State's getting all the headlines, I would maybe look at betting Drake, yes, at plus 165. And they lost yesterday took a bad uh, loss to UNI, so you're going to get a better price. Now they're maybe more like plus 200 when they come back up. Essentially, you're betting who's going to win the conference tournament here between the two, and we can we can just go to Indiana State Yeah, now, go ahead, because they had a, they had a pretty together. terrible week of results, didn't they? Um, Indiana State has been fine recently. Uh, let's see, two weeks or so ago, they lost to Southern Illinois and Illinois State uh, back-to-back, which were really bad losses. So... They've come undone a little bit. That's why I'm saying maybe Drake is is the look here. But I'll bet one of those two to win the conference tournament, and whoever does get it is going to get in. And I don't think the other uh, the other does. So you, it's almost a way to get the field if you wanted to take like Indiana State minus one fifteen. No, although you're opening yourself up to the risk of them getting in that large bid if they don't win the conference tournament. Okay, and then in terms of Butler, and it's great on DraftKingsNetwork.com, folks. There's a nice little write up here about bubble watch, who's in, who's out right now. So if all of the words that Julian is spitting off right now don't really sit with you, you can go on and read it and absorb them more. So right now we are talking Butler. Butler just lost to Seton Hall. They got smoked 76 to 54 here. So they were on the outside really looking at heading into yesterday. And now they appear to be even more on the outside looking in. Yeah, tough loss, huge bubble game. uh, Both teams on on the bubble. Um, They have good wins. Creighton and Marquette, those are good wins for Butler. 
they don't have any bad losses. I put, uh, you know, I wouldn't say bad. I would say key losses there. Like, you know, St. John's is probably not going to get in. They lost to St. John's. The loss to Seton Hall is a bad loss because it, they, they really could have benefited from winning it. But none of these are like, oh, they have, like the losses Villanova has. Villanova yeah. has three, let's use the word bad there, bad losses. Not key, bad. These were just more key losses in games that could have really helped them when it comes to Butler. I... Butler might be worth a crack. Um, really? Because they closed it, what, because they don't have a, a bad loss and they have really good uh, are, uh, two key two key big victories. Would you say they're in a position though that they're going to have to win the Big East tournament outright to make the big no, dance? At no, this no, point? and they're and they're not doing that because UConn's going to do that. But plus one forty five, <laughs> yes, and they get smoked by Seton Hall yesterday. What are they going to come back? Plus one seventy five, yeah. and we talked about Seton Hall on the show yesterday. I wish I bet them. I didn't. Okay, yeah, leaned that way. Um, but, like, look at Butler's schedule. They, they haven't done anything terrible. They did lose to Villanova at Villanova. There's another key bubble loss. But, like, they've been losing lately, but none of them are bad. And, again, I get it. you got to win games to, to get in. Uh, but, you know, a one-point win against Creighton on the road. They beat Marquette at Marquette. Uh, they've played UConn tight every time they played UConn. I just... If they can, again, it's going to come down to the rest of the schedule. They play St. John's, DePaul, they should smoke, and they play Xavier. Xavier and St. John's are fringe teams. If they can win both of those and maybe upset somebody at MSG in the Big East tournament. Okay. I, I'm not saying no on Butler. I'm, ve- I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised with Butler. How does your opinion change on Seton Hall after yesterday's win over said Butler? Because Seton Hall owns wins over Connecticut and Marquette, right? Seton Hall should be in. They, All right. I, again, I wish I bet Seton Hall yesterday. I wish I, I bet wish Seton you Hall did to too, get in man. yesterday. They were even money on the yes, minus 130 on the no. You get a home win over Butler. That shouldn't move you too much. Because, but, correct me if I'm wrong, like for some bubble teams now that has like quality wins, like... Uh-huh accumulating just more wins at this point is the most important thing. It kind of goes back Winning to... Winning games gets you yes, in, losing yeah, no, no, games but, gets you out. But I'm saying, it's like some of these teams may have wins that are on the bubble, but their quality wins aren't so great. Some of these teams, like you just mentioned, Butler has quality wins. You just need more wins. You, uh, Seton Hall has more quality, because like you said, they're one of Bingo. a few teams that can say that they beat UConn this year. So they have the UConn win. They have the Marquette win. They don't really have a terrible um, a terrible loss on there, I, I don't think. Um, so uh, you look, and they, they've also beat a lot of these other fringe bubble teams. And they, they beat UConn by 15, by the way. That's that's Ooh. pretty impressive. Um, I guess, you know, a, a Rutgers loss, not that great. USC, not that great. Um, but... Going through going through the list here, and and they did lose to Providence yeah. too, which is is another uh, bubble one. But they smoked Xavier. They did get smoked by Villanova. So I guess they're losing to some fringe teams. But you look at the rest of the way for Seton Hall, and going to Creighton is probably a letdown spot. They're probably going to lose that game on Wednesday. They get another crack at UConn on Saturday. That's going to be a revenge spot for UConn. So they might be about to drop two in a row here, and then they close with Nova and DePaul. So if I'm betting Seton Hall. I'm going to wait and anticipate that they're going to go 0-2 on this road trip to Creighton and UConn and then come back and bet them when it's plus money, hopefully, again. What's the issue with the Friars? Just because you brought up Providence just now. What's the issue with them? Because they had that dramatic win over Creighton. They did have uh, kind of lost momentum with a tough loss to Butler there. The fact that they're 3-7 and seven away from home probably isn't great. 
Yeah, their road record kills them every year, and they're very good at home. Um, that's the way Providence has been for for a, a while. They lost at Butler. They lost at Villanova. Um, but they don't really have any uh, any backbreakers. Uh, you know, Kansas State isn't very good. They lost to Kansas State earlier in the year. They got a big home win over Marquette. Um, they have a big game room. You know, they, they do get a crack at UConn. If they could beat UConn in the regular season finale, which is in Providence, that's probably a game I'm going to be taking the points with Providence. I don't think they can necessarily win, but I'll take the points with them. Okay. Um, their next, uh, and they play at Marquette. I don't think they get that one. I like them at home better. But they host Villanova. That's a huge bubble game uh, for the Friars. Anything you'd like to add about Gonzaga right now, the team I, that beat Kentucky a few weeks ago on your five-unit bat? Stupid Gonzaga. I cannot believe they won that game at Kentucky. Gonzaga stinks. Kentucky's the real deal. <laughs> um, but we have Gonzaga. Gonzaga closed. Why can I not find them now? And we're running out of time in the segment. Gonzaga know, closed like minus 300, minus 310 to make it. And one last night got revenge against Santa Clara. I'm not convinced they're that good. Um, and they still play St. Mary's. If they can beat St. Mary's at St. Mary's, then they're in. But if they lose that game and they get upset in the West Coast Conference Tournament, watch out. And if they right. do make it, I'll fade them because they stink. Oh, wow. So passionate today. Well, Sid the Kid, he's going to be passionate tonight, taking on the Flyers. Penguins have won seven of the last ten matchups against Philly. Is Jeff backing them tonight? Let's discuss. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Seven games on this Sunday Funday NHL slate, and there's one man who can hopefully help you navigate them successfully on the DK Sportsbook. He goes by the name Jeff Ulrich. What's up, big man? Not a great night last night for our Oilers, dude. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up and starting the show off on a negative note. But Listen. it's true. It was not a good night. It was not a good start. The Oilers have goaltending problems. They need to address it. I've said it a million times on the show. Said it a million times. I know, but at least we have Connor McDavid, right? 
It's okay. Yes. It's it's going to be all for, right. For at least another year. Yeah. He's trapped. <laughs> so it's like best player. Just like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> best player who's never going to win a cup as long as he's in Edmonton. Hey, speaking of yesterday, though, dude, leaves, abs, all this talk about Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon. Mm. But it was Tyler Bertuzzi delivering the historic birthday hat trick. First player in Toronto history to tickle the twine three times on the anniversary of his birth. By the way, dude, the Leafs have won seven straight for the first time since the 03-04 season. Where is this Toronto surge coming from, dude? I feel like we got to really start taking these guys seriously here. Oh, yeah, no, it's it, they're definitely sucking everyone in. I mean, it's, you know, the Toronto media, the, the Canadians, and is this going to be the year a Canadian team wins the Stanley oh. Cup? Is, you know, obviously, first it was the Oilers, now it's the Leafs. I mean, look, it's it's coming from within. I mean, they've, they've always had a good core. I think a lot of people expected Toronto to be a pretty damn good team, not only this year, but like a couple years ago as well. So I think it's coming to fruition. Um, this is a team that I, I think can compete with the top teams in, in the East. I mean, you look at, at the East, you know, Boston, obviously losing the top center. I think Florida is a really good team, but certainly like, you know, their goaltending isn't that good either. So I, I think that Toronto is just kind of just playing up to their potential right now. They needed a little spark. Maybe the Morgan Ryland, th- maybe the Morgan Riley thing did it, but um, this is just a team that I've kind of been waiting to see something like this from them from a while for a while now. And, um, I, I think it can continue to be honest. I guess yeah. I'm kind of sucked in, but, uh, I, I think the biggest thing for the Leafs, just like the, the Oilers is goaltending. It's not their strength. So, um, a couple of really good five on five teams in, in Canada right now, but man, um, one of them needs to get a hot goalie for the, for the playoffs. Yeah. There was some other interesting game just say Dallas snapped its four game losing streak against Carolina Bruins are failing to holding on to leads here. But as for today, Jeff, Tampa is in New Jersey. So two teams battling here for a wild card spot. Both are on the second night of a back to back as well. What's the bet in this one? Yeah, this is an interesting game. You're right. I mean, um, back to back, obviously, uh, you know, both teams like kind of just on the uh, basically the playoff bubble devils are out of it right now. I mean, I, I look at this game. It's kind of funny. You look at the betting trends, you know, the, the devils have been terrible covering at home. Terrible. Even last night when they won, they didn't cover like they're, they're like five and 25 ATS at home. But then you look at the lightning, their straight up record is horrible on the road compared to the, to when they're, they're at home. So I lean devils here. I, I think part of the devil's issues this year is just they have not been healthy when they've been healthy. They still looked pretty damn good. They're a really good five on five team. I'll take the devils. Um, you can, I just take them straight up on the money line. I think minus one twenty five. Like I said, we don't need to go to the spread because of just how bad this team has been at covering, but I will take them straight up. I think minus one twenty five is very fair. Jack Hughes is back. Uh, I just don't have that ton of confidence in Tampa Bay this year. Um, I think this is a team that could get caught unless Vasilevsky really gets his act together uh, in, in the final like quarter of the season here, which could happen. But uh, tonight, definitely take the devils in my opinion. And uh, I, I think that the over would be interesting, but it's juiced up to minus 142. Yep. I, I just think that's too much. You could play the alternate line in this one at minus 7.5. I think that's a way to approach it, but I like the devils here straight up. <clears throat> All right. What do you think about penguins and flyers? Because that is always a fun matchup here. Although the penguins have won seven of the last 10 matchups, like in this meeting, five yeah. of those wins have been by two plus goals here, Jeff. So maybe you target the puck line here. You tell me. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the Flyers are another team to kind of watch down the stretch. I mean, I've kind of been waiting for regression from this Flyers team the entire season, but they've they've proven me wrong. But, the, you know, obviously, you know, lost Carter, Carter Hart 
for for you know the year basically um it's 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 tough loss i mean I, at some point that could come back to bite them the one thing i always look for when the flyers and penguins play is the total and and i mean the total now is at 6 and it's actually juiced to the under and people have obviously caught on to this these two teams always play tight low scoring games six of the last seven games um you've seen six or, or less goals the one game that had seven goals it was tied 1-1 going into the third period and ended up 4-3 going into ot so barely squeaked over i would actually even think about an alternate line here and going under 5.5 goals um i i just think that you know when these two teams play it's tight, lower scoring. The Penguins are very good at limiting chances. Um, their offense doesn't always come through for them, but you know, it's there. And then, like I said, you know, they, the Flyers, obviously a tighter team as well. Don't allow many shots. So like the under, if I was picking a side, it would definitely be Pittsburgh. Um, I like the way they look in their last game. It's not the greatest line again, minus 166. Maybe you take Pittsburgh on the, uh, the three-way to win in regulation if you like the Penguins, but I would just lean under here. Well, speaking of the Penguins, like all four of those teams we just discussed, so the Penguins, Flyers, Tampa, New Jersey, are listed on the DK Sportsbook to bet on to make or miss the playoffs. Where is the value right now in looking at some make-miss playoff futures? I mean, I, I'm a believer in the Devils. Like, I, I really am. Plus 145. They they have a bit of a hill to climb here. Like it's it's not a slam dunk, but when I I think when you look at the East, I mean, you know, they're they're chasing the Red Wings, they're chasing the Lightning, they're chasing the Flyers. Um, at least two of those teams in the Flyers and Red Wings were teams we really didn't expect necessarily to to take a playoff spot at the start of the year. And I think that seeing these teams regress in the back half of the year isn't like that far-fetched an idea. And then also you have the Lightning, who have just, like I mentioned uh, off the top. Not good at home. Vasilevsky hasn't been the same. I think these are teams that the Devils are ultimately better than. It's just that the Devils have had to deal with such big injury issues to start the year. But I think that down the stretch, if Jack Hughes stays healthy, especially Jack Hughes, uh, I really think the Devils can reel in one of these teams. Plus 145, I'm there. And then in the West, the Flames are plus 400. It's an absolute logjam for these last couple playoff spots. But, I mean, the Flames really, I'm not sure how they're so much bigger than, say, the blues are wild. I mean, the flames just beat the Oilers last night, obviously a big win. Um, they're, they're right in it. And I, I think that plus 400, that number is just a little bit too big. All right. Ulrich again, seven games on this slate today. Some big names on the ice. Give me a player prop you like right now in the DK sports book. I got a couple. Um, first one's going to be Connor Bedard. Um, uh, actually going to the alternate line with Bedard. I kind of like, I mean, again, Detroit, one of these teams necessarily don't have like a ton of faith in. I, I could see them winning this game, but I, I do think it's going to be higher scoring. Bedard is uh plus 280, I believe plus 270 to, um, to get two or two or more points. So going to the alternate line again, you can take him a minus 160 to score a point, but I like going for two points here with Bedard uh, up against the, the Red Wings again, Blackhawks at home like that. And then Alex Tuck under 0 0.5 points playing the Hurricanes. I know the Hurricanes played last night, but so did the Sabres. Um, Tuck is fine, but you know, he doesn't get like a ton, ton of minutes. Um, he's more of a third line player here. Plus 110, I think is really fair to go under 0 0.5 points against a team like the Hurricanes. Again, we're extremely shut down, really hard to score against. All right. In terms of fantasy right now, anybody watching trying to build a money making DFS lineup? Which forward would you suggest that they make sure is in their lineup? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you got like a, a bit of a, a pretty big slate actually for a Sunday. We got yeah. like a five gamer coming on, uh, a, a starting at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Eastern, excuse me. So, you know, looking to those later games, got some pretty good lopsided matchups. I mean, I think when you go down the list here, like Philip Forsberg is the guy I would look to. I mean, uh, we do have some, what you could call like potentially lower scoring games. I mean, Arizona, Winnipeg could be pretty disastrous. The Rangers, you know, sometimes just play really ugly games, even though it is Columbus, but Forsberg going up against Anaheim. I like this. Anaheim played last night. They allowed like 50 shots on goal. Uh, Forsberg coming off a two point night against another weak team. That's the dude I would be looking to build around. I mean, I, I think that the, the predators can be a little bit up and down in their play, but I really think against a team like Anaheim, they, they have six or seven goal potential, maybe not seven, but you know, we'll say five to six goal potential. Forsberg is definitely their big cog. Um, looking to pair him obviously uh, with like a, a Ryan O'Reilly, uh, maybe just stack that first line power play. It's a little bit expensive, but again, smaller slate. Um, some of the, there's some pretty good value with teams like potentially even like Chicago or Columbus tonight as well. So, all right. So then in terms of uh, stacking, you're suggesting then the predators are probably the team to target. I like the predators tonight. Yeah, absolutely. For DFS again, like I think Detroit's going to be a very popular option going up against Chicago, but, and, and the Rangers against Columbus, but I mean, this Nashville team, like I said, like they have a lot of, you know, what, what we just call like skilled players. And I think when you put them up against weaker teams, these guys can really come through for big nights. I mean, you could even go down to like Tyson Berry on defense who's only 3,600, but certainly capable of a multi-point night uh, against a team like the ducks, uh, Gustav Nyquist at 4,300 has actually played really well this year. He's, he's just kind of under a point per game pace, but they use him in a lot of special teams is only 4,300. And then, you know, O'Reilly, obviously Roman Yosi. Um, I, I would really look to get Yosi and Forsberg in and just build around those two. They're expensive, but again, you know, I, I think that there's a couple different places you could look to for, for some pretty good value to fill out your lineup. All right, Jeff, hang out. We got to take a break because it's nap time. Jake nap, baby PGA tour rookie atop the leaderboard at the Mexico open. Yeah. I don't know if Tony Finau is going to have a shot in this one. We'll see who you're back in. After the break, Joe. All right, let's hit the links right now. Let's go south of the border to Mexico. Florida Swing is going to start next week. Jeff Ulrich is back because he's our beautiful golf guru here on DraftKings Network and VSIN. So how about this, Jeff? Nap. Nap time, baby. So this rookie, ninth PGA Tour start, and Jake Nap is going to take his first 54-hole lead into the final day of the Mexico Open, which is underway, you guessed it, in Mexico right now. Had a front nine, seven under 28, marked the lowest nine-hole score in tournament history yesterday. Jeff, we're talking about a dude whose past life, he was a bouncer at a nightclub. Like, there were pictures of him all over Twitter yesterday. He was, like, checking IDs, making sure people are smart and making good decisions as they enter the bars here. But, like, dude, this is going to be – this could change the trajectory of his career forever. A victory today. He is a heavy favorite because he has a four-stroke lead today. But there could be some sweaty moments coming down the stretch today. First time owning a lead through three rounds. What do you expect out of this kid? I mean, 
like it, it's the it's the PGA. It's golf. It's trying to close out your first career win on Sunday. There's got to be at least a couple sweaty moments. Yeah. Um, look, let, let, let's just talk about what Jake Knapp has kind of accomplished For so sure. far. He's first he's first in strokes gain approach. He's gained 9.2 strokes in approach and he's gained almost five strokes off the tee. This guy's absolutely obliterating the ball, like absolutely just destroying it. And then he's also he's putted extremely well, too. I mean, when you put these two together, yeah, you get like a four or five stroke lead coming into the final round. So, I mean, he's putting up what you would call Tony Finau numbers. It's pretty much what Finau did last year, but Finau is is a guy who's won before, right? A Sammy Valmacki, the guy who's chasing him. uh, He's plus 500. He's four strokes back. Um, I'm not suggesting necessarily that um, like the, Nap is going to blow it, but I mean, Val Mackey has played quite a bit on the European tour. Um, this guy's been in contention before and he's played really consistently good around this golf course. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Val Mackey gets him. Um, that's really the only guy. I mean, you could see really? something crazy. I really do like the way Robert McIntyre has played the last couple of days. I do think McIntyre has like an eight, nine under in him, but um, that's kind of, you know, we're, we're getting into like the far-fetched ideas here. I think Nappy closes this. I think Nap closes this out. No. Like I really do. I, I don't think it's going to be close, but Valmacki certainly you shouldn't just write off. It's going to be really interesting because again, it's his first time in this position. He he didn't even win on the corn Ferry tour. Like this guy's been playing extremely good golf for a long time, but you know, when it, it's your first professional win, we're talking about in like any tour, this is uh, it's going to be a tough day for sure. And, and I knew you were going to mention Val Mackey because his cousin also plays in the NHL for the coyotes. So I knew that was definitely on your radar, but like I'm watching that yesterday and he had a couple moments where it was like poor chip after poor chip, a few wasted opportunities on the back nine for him to really shut the door on this tournament, put together a truly special 18. So could let some players uh, back into this thing. That's about as deep as you're going to go down the board, though. You don't you don't have any interest in like Chan Kim or or EVR entering today's round because let's also keep in mind last yeah. last week here, um, who Hideki Hideki last week entering the final round was like 100 yeah. 150 uh, to one to win that thing. If you're going with anyone, and and I mean again, it can happen absolutely. If Jake Knapp shoots one over par today which is not out of the realm of possibility. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely in the the realm of like, you know, <laughs> logical outcomes that could happen. Okay. I would look to Robert McIntyre. He's plus 8,000. Oh. Um, this is a player. People forget the Scottish open like about eight months ago. This dude entered the final round, like six shots back shot 64 in like a hurricane had the clubhouse lead. <laughs> and then Rory McIlroy came up and just as like an evil villain, birdied the last final two holes to win the thing. But like Robert McIntyre had that thing in his absolute grasp um, with a, with a fantastic final round. Like I said, he ended his round with an Eagle yesterday. He's looked really good. The last two days would not shock me if he came out and shot like seven or eight under. So that's the guy I would look to if you're looking to burn a little money there. Yeah. Producer Drew's a big Robert McIntyre fan. So that is music to his ears. Not as many props available since this tournament is underway right now. Is there anything that's currently available that catches your eye before we get to a few other stories? I mean, I think that, you know, if you're looking for some placement bets, I mean, Maverick McNeely has played a little bit better yesterday as well. Top 20 plus 280. I don't hate that. I think when you're looking at matchups, 
I don't hate the uh, the Hendrick Norlander minus 105 number you're getting versus Ben Silverman. Silverman was really good yesterday, but man, it is hard to follow up a a, a really hot round with another one. Yeah. Norlander's been pretty consistent. I would look to him today at minus 105 as the, uh, the slight underdog there. Yeah, it was a relatively quiet week around the golf world, Jeff. Again, the Florida Swing is going to start next week. They're going to be in Palm Beach Gardens. And then you know what that means after the Florida Swing comes the Masters. And Neiman mm. was handed a spot in the Masters this past week. Why did organizers dish out a special invite to the now live golfer? Yeah, I mean, a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, you know, I think that the Masters is it's a forward thinking group. It's it's funny to say that a place that took so long to yeah. open up their gates to, to women and stuff. But in terms of how they organize their tournament, they want the best there. And they recognize that Joaquin Neiman, despite being outside of the top 50, is one of the game's best emerging talents. He won in Australia. He tried to gain some points so that he could get into the event. He's already won on the live tour. They wanted to recognize excellence, and, and that's why they invited him. It's why they, they invited a couple other players as well, guys who had started the season extremely well, probably weren't going to qualify. But, um, you know, they, 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 they looked at the other world tours outside of the PGA, and they said these guys deserve to be there, and they do. Joaquin Neiman is is a guy who's won at Riviera, a place where Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, all Masters winners have won. Um, this guy's live to win the event over the next five years. I'm not saying he's winning this year. I'm just saying he's a player who, especially with the form he's in, should be at this event right now. Yeah. And it's a good decision by uh, the Masters to invite him. No, I totally agree. And where do the live guys currently sit right now on your Masters betting card? Because you look at the top odds on the board. I mean, we know John Rahm's a defending champion. We know that... Brooks Kepka has gotten very close uh, at, at times. And then, you know, there's Cam Smith, who always seems to kind of flirt with the green jacket when he is here. So we have three live guys in like the top 10 odds on the board right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Rom and Kepka, I, I mean, they're they're kind of almost like perpetual bets here. I, I think that if you're looking at Kepka, who I would have a little bit more interest in than Rom, I just don't like the transition that Rom's kind of going through. I just think it, it, it affects his preparation a little bit. But Kepka certainly a guy you should watch. If he gets a little bit bigger, I would be interested in him. The real value, the guys I really have my my eye on, we just talked about Neiman. He's plus 5,000. I think that's a terrific number. Again, just with the the fact the form he's shown to start the year. Yeah. But Dustin Johnson at plus twenty eight hundred. Oh, the the dude's already won on. He's had two live starts. He's finished T five and he's won. He's this, this is a dude who he owns the scoring record at Augusta. Yeah. Yeah, he's 39 years old, but I mean, like he's Dustin Johnson. He's super athletic. We've seen guys win here in their 40s. Why is he plus 2,800 and Cameron Smith is plus 22 and Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas are plus 22? This, we're talking about a former Masters winner three years ago. It wasn't like 13 years ago. Three years ago, obliterated the course. He's playing really good golf. Um, I think Dustin Johnson's a fantastic value, and he's probably he's one of the guys if I was looking to in the futures right now, it would be my first target. Yeah, it, it, that was when the Masters, I think it was in the fall when Dustin Johnson won. It was. So, so, yeah, maybe he's one of those fall golf guys. Like, I'm a huge fall golf guy. The leaves start maybe. changing colors. You get out there, you just feel like you're one with nature. So let's see if he can do it in the spring. So before the players, before the Masters, before the Florida Swing tees off, comes the match here. Lexi Thompson, mm. Rose Zhang, Rory McIlroy here, Jeff. Max Homa, this is tomorrow night from West Palm Beach. So the men and women, they're playing together. 
but they're not on teams. Each person is playing individually here, Jeff, in a skins match. So which one would you bet to win the most skins money? Because that is an option we have on the DK Sportsbook right now. Now let's keep in mind, they're all playing from the same tee on the four part threes, just 12 holes in this event, and different tees on the remaining eight holes. Right. Yeah, no, it's a good thing to point out because obviously if we're playing the same tees, I mean, I'm just yes. going to say like Rory at plus plus 210 would be fantastic <laughs> right? value. 400 yard drives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but look, I, I'm, I'm going to take Lexi Thompson here. Yeah, I'm going to wow. take her at plus 300. Why not? I mean, like we're talking about a skins game match. We're talking about psychological battles. Who would you rather back? I mean, I think these women are, are a little bit more just a, a little bit more prepared for this event, quite frankly. I mean, Rory, you know, Max Homa, the, like you said, we got the Florida swing coming up, the Masters. I think this is a, a chance for, you know, Roseang and, and, and Lexi Thompson to kind of prove themselves, showcase. A, a lot of people who don't watch women's golf are going to be watching this. I, I would take a chance with them. I really would. Um, I, I think these are both extremely good golfers to begin with. And I, I just think that, you know, psychologically, they're going to be a little bit more up for this. So plus 300. Lexi Thompson, that's where I would go personally. Um, I mean, look, it's the match. It's it's yeah. a it's a, a exhibition at the end of the day. It's not exactly something that I would go spending a ton of money on, but certainly to take a shot that with one of these women that they they come through and I think it's a realistic scenario and I like the plus three hundred you're getting. I mean, I, I would I would rather go that route than take a shorter number on one of the guys. You like Lexi Thompson. We like you, Jeff. Thanks for hanging out with us, big man. We are going to wrap right, up man. the sweat Sunday morning edition of the sweat next when Julian Edlow will unfortunately return to talk basketball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, folks, back here to wrap up a Sunday morning edition of The Sweat. We appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm Emerson Lazio. This is Julian Edlow. We've talked almost every sport 
imaginable, major sport imaginable up to this point. No Russian darts or ping pong. <laughs> yeah, no. Or what was the show it's we were specialty. watching? There was tag. It was like competitive tag and dudes just tagging each other. Yeah. So anywho, let's talk about dudes playing full court press right sure. now. That's what this segment's called. We'll get some college basketball here in just a second. But right now, the NBA is back after the All-Star break, Julian, and it has been chippy. So we had the Heat and the Pels and then the Hornets and the Warriors in some scuffles earlier this week. A lot of fans on Twitter and around the NBA world saying real hoops are back. Last night, there was a scuffle at the end of the Wolves-Nets game. I love this because one of my biggest complaints about the NBA in recent years is all of these dudes are just friends. They're bros. They want to lift each other up on Instagram. They all want to become pals and hang out and sit on banana boats together outside of the season. I miss the old NBA. We need fights. We need these dudes to hate each other. How do you feel about the NBA chippiness increasing all of a sudden? I mean, I would maybe prefer some chippiness between like the Celtics and Lakers, or okay, so even you, the Knicks and Celtics last night. You want to go or, back to some classic rivalries yeah, here, like Larry Bird Sixers, Nuggets, Jokic and Beat. Like, I, just a little bit more juice to the chippiness, because the chippiness so far has been Hornets-Warriors in a 13-point game, Nets-Timberwolves. Like, these don't hold any... These are just yeah. guys with little issues late yeah. in games with, you know, non-competitive yeah, teams. There was Draymond and Grant Williams, too. So, like, yeah, I don't care about Draymond and Grant Williams. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm giving you more examples of you. how these teams are getting a little more heated. Also, it could be good and bad, I guess, in terms of, like, betting and DFS, depending on when these scuffles are happening. A majority of them are happening towards the end of the game, but some earlier in games, these guys getting ejected, all of a sudden you're like, no, dude, you were two points away from – you know, hitting your points total or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it could come into play in certain markets for some of this stuff for sure. But just in terms of the the chippiness, give it to me in like a high-profile matchup. And we have some today. We have Sixers-Bucks, Lakers-Suns, mm-hmm. uh, Warriors-Nuggets. Like, get into it in one of those games, and I'm, yeah. I'm a little more interested. Like, NBA's never going to admit it, but a few minor fights a year is good for the league. I love it. Sure. These good dudes just blasting Maybe each other. Maybe even a big fight. Yeah. I love that. I <laughs> Not love a malice that. at the palace, but no, like no, a no, something. No. I think there was a fan that threw something in one of those scuffles the other day, too. And someone was like, that fan's trying to start another malice at the palace. I said, no. All good. Okay. Let's get back to some college basketball here. About seven minutes to go in this show. You said during the break, go back to the Rutgers-Maryland game for me. And I said, What's going on with you, dude? So now is your opportunity to hit on that game again. Yeah, we went through sides and games. Um, I know you've been very interested in totals. I, I'm talking I'm, about like totals. I said, I'm a total dude, but more on the NBA side. What do we and got And I here? skimmed over the part in my notes where I said, what about the first half under in Maryland and Rutgers? So you. Maryland Rutgers, first half under 60 and a half. Um, it's 129 for the game. So we're getting, you know, you got to really go low here. Uh, 60 now. Okay, so it's going to even tick down. Um you got to pay a premium on getting the first half here, but these are two of the worst offenses uh, in college hoops in terms of the power conferences. Maryland and Rutgers can get into rock fights, and we saw it the first time around. Game stayed well under. First half had 46 points, stayed well under. These two teams, you have Maryland, they're 17-9-1 to the under this season. Rutgers, 17-8 to the under this season. Two very poor offenses and two of the better defenses in the conference. You have an early, you know, noon Sunday tip. Yeah. Uh, 
Everyone's a little sluggish on Sunday mornings. Doesn't At matter Jersey Mike's Arena, stuffing their face with subs like Danny DeVito and all those commercials. Oh, my God. They have a great uh, chicken Philly sub there. Chicken Philly. That's weird. I see it on the menu. I've never got yeah, that one. I either go Philly actually, or Italian. But anyway. Excellent. Um, this time I'm going under for the first half under for lunch. Look at you, dude. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Little, little double stuff sub for you, big man. Stuff sure. the betting guard with Marquette and Xavier for us. Um, this matchup doesn't make me as hungry. I haven't bet anything oh, uh, in this us. one quite yet. But, uh, you know, Xavier's on, on, the, on the bubble, and uh, they, they need a big win a signature win to to get in. I, I don't think this is going to be it for them playing at uh, at Marquette. They're just two and six on the road this season, but they are five and three against the spread away. So when I see a big number like this, Marquette wins at home. They're they're twelve and one, but you go to ATS, they're nine and four. They've been solid um, in their home building, but just given the you know Marquette just needs to kind of advance here. They yeah. have that UConn game circled uh, for later. Xavier should have more urgency here, and if they can just keep it tight, I, I would I would lean to taking what is it? This has gone up. I think this was yeah. nine, and it's gone up over double digits. I would lean to taking points with Xavier, just given the the urgency. Probably going to ultimately pass on the game. Okay, yeah. Eagles nine and four ATS on their home hardwood here, but uh, I said that. Yeah, I know you did. I'm just repeating what you said in case people weren't listening to you and they listened okay. to me. Um, MSU, OSU. Is there anything in this game that you like? MSU, OSU, man, you, yeah, yeah, Michigan State, Ohio State. Yeah, I got it. You threw okay. me a curveball there for a second. Oh, um, because I made you think a little more. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Are you freaking out right no, now? No, Ohio State's bad. Um, they got the big win over Purdue at home. Are you okay? Uh, no. <laughs> in, the, in the first game since the coaching move. <laughs> And then they went on the road, and things kind of evened out against Minnesota. Minnesota, the best team in college basketball. The best team really ever against the spread in college hoops. Uh, and Minnesota got that one at home. Now you're on the second game of a road trip here. Where is Ohio State going to kind of level off here? It's a big game for Michigan State because they just when we thought that Izzo and Sparty was finding it in March, mm -hmm. they drop one at home as nine-and-a-half-point favorites to Iowa. Um I think they're going to come back and look really good here, and I have not been very high on Ohio State, who is now 0-8, I believe. Uh, yep, 0-8 straight up on the road, and just 1-7 uh, against the spread yeah. in those games. So they've been a great road fade. It's a big number. I would probably look first half here, given the urgency Michigan State coming off a really bad loss. Um, cut that number in half, play Michigan State first half if I'm playing this way. Are, like, the metrics overvaluing the Spartans at all? I know you and Josh, like, love to push, like, the Ken Palm rankings, right? So Ken Palm here tabs Michigan Still State as the it. 16th best team in the sport. Yeah, they just keep losing. Um, <laughs> at some point, you got to factor in the results that are actually happening For on the real? court. But when you look at the team, like, this is a veteran team with a lot of good guards and size. They are very capable of making a run in March. And when you have a team like Purdue, who I ultimately don't believe in, um, and Illinois is beatable, like Michigan State could win. They're a team that I might, given the number, we'll see what it comes out at, bet to win the conference tournament when that rolls around. Um, I think that'll be an interesting market. But Michigan State is fully capable of making a run in March, uh, which has kind of become overstated over the years, Izzo in March, blah, blah, blah. But this team is very good, and they're capable, and they have the veterans to make a run. You know what team is very good right now? Who? South Florida. Yeah. 
got a 12-game win streak right now. I'm going to be hosting SMU, the Mustangs, a little AAC showdown today. Wow, point total this one, so 147. Again, I'm a total guy. Sure. So right now, you're back in South Florida, I take it? I lean to South Florida. Um, I haven't played a side in it. They're 13-2 and two, uh, at home. They're 6-3 and three straight up as an underdog this season. Uh, wow. They're ATS they like, at home, 11-3-1. They're, like the they're like the Chiefs of college right. basketball. Right, yeah, USF. Uh, can't name a player on the team, but one of them is apparently <laughs> the Patrick Mahomes of college hoops. Uh, you go to SMU. Five and five on the, you know, they've been really good at home. 13-2. They're five and five on the road. They are seven and three ATS on the road. Um, USF had the big win over FAU. Is there, you know, a letdown coming? I was watching uh, that on the plane last week. That was last Sunday. Good job. Is there a, a uh, letdown coming for them? They didn't let down against UTSA. They didn't cover. They were six-point favorites. They won by five. Um, SMU is looking for a bounce back. They just lost to FAU, and FAU's bounce back game from that. So, you know, SMU is probably the overall better team, but uh, USF's just kind of been that team like South Carolina, winning in these improbable spots. Market misprices them. They've been really good as underdogs, so mm -hmm. I, I would look to them as home dogs. South Florida, South Carolina, dude. Started at the bottom, now they're here, right? Sure. Any other uh, college basketball bets before we wrap up the show that you want to push out or remind people that may have, they may have missed earlier? Anything they can take advantage of on the DK Sportsbook? Um, nothing else really to highlight. Okay. Uh, the other bet that I did do, I played, I played St. John's plus two and a half. They're up to three. So better number St. John's at home against Creighton. It's the Creighton letdown spot off of the big Yukon win. And, uh, the Johnnies need one bad. All right. Timing is everything. Am I right? Sure. Like it's time to end this show, That's everybody. True. I'm Emerson Salazia, Julian Edlow. So we're going to be back here next Saturday. Maybe Steve Buchanan will be back from Las Vegas. It's been there for three weeks since the Stevie Super Bowl. Stevie Slots. He still works here? I have no idea, to be honest with you. He doesn't text me back. So we will bully yeah. him later today, as in like five seconds after the show ends. We'll see you, folks. Have a great weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.